Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for The Great Hunt. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. And we are on Chapter 29! Energy! Energy! We got more energy today. We cooled down a little bit. I took my own advice and I attached two ice packs to the bottom. (laughs) To my bottom. (laughs) Made every seat ice cold. One on each cheek. And I'm super comfortable. The only people it's uncomfortable for is everyone else. Especially when it starts like leaking. You know, you just now just got like wet pants wherever you're going. Hey, again, the only people it's uncomfortable for is everyone else. <laughs> Before we're going, I want to talk about something very serious. Yesterday, we were hanging out. We were down by the river. We were having some fun in the sun. And oh. all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. You told me this. All of a sudden, some kid, probably 20-year-old guy, climbs up a tree. What do you think happened next? What do you think happened next, everyone? Oh, he turned into a bird and he flew out of the tree. Wrong! He successfully dismounted out of the tree. Wrong! <laughs> These are all wrong. The poor fellow fell. Right on his fucking head. The poor fellow fell like 50 feet. I heard his head. Listen, I got to say, you know, this is the reason why I have the podcast, so I can, I can, I can get my own heroic deeds out into the world. But I, was fir- I responded first. I said, hey, are you okay, buddy? He looked at me and said, eh. And I said, oh, boy, we got to call this guy an ambulance. Oh, God. Uh, anyways, this this is a, a long story, and it's a very sad story, really, though. We uh, Really, we we did our best to help this guy out. I got him an ambulance. He did, he did seem okay. I don't know what he was trying to prove up in that tree. The worst part of this, though, well, maybe not the worst part, but check this out. Check this out, everyone. This kid had a friend who proceeded to follow him up into the tree the first guy the guy who fell he got to the top of that tree but his friend he must have said hey I, you know i can climb trees <laughs> I, I can climb a tree too if one fails try and try there were two again. girls waiting at the bottom but this other guy he got up he climbed up about 12 feet after his friend fell out of the tree bleeding from the head and probably concussed that guy did not get out of the tree <laughs> At all. <laughs> Ever. The EMT showed up. They're trying to talk with they, him. He he was in the tree the whole time. He was talking to them from the tree. He just stayed up there. <laughs> I think he was trying to assert dominance. Uh, the best part about this entire story is that guy two in the tree. I saw this in a picture. I wasn't there, unfortunately. But guy two in the tree was wearing a shirt that said, only the strong survives. <laughs> well, you know. He lives by it. That's why he stayed in that tree. He had to show that he's not going to fall out of that tree no matter what. Practice it was an act of dominance. The guy seems a, like a huge asshole, and I hope his friend's okay. <laughs> no kidding. He had a... Oh, man. What a nightmare situation. Uh, was it this? Was the was this the same guy that was smoking river bong water? There's some things we don't need to say on the internet, though. <laughs> But yes, he was smoking <laughs> weed out of a giant, like two or three foot bong that he's filling up from the river with river water, and then he climbed the tree. And the worst, he climbed up the tree. And the worst part is, is we're sitting there, right? And I, I'm sitting there. I've got like my chair in the in the water. My feet are dangling. My toesies, right, are in the water. Right. I'm like, ooh, splish splash. I'm having fun in the sun. <sighs> and then like, I don't even have to turn, right? It's in my line of view. It's just right in front of me. There's a guy climbing a tree, and and I. 
unfortunately was saying this out loud. I was just like, oh, great. Oh, this is awesome. Here we go. This is great. Now we all have to watch a guy die because he's going to fall out of yeah. this tree and it's going to be horrific. And this is awesome. Great. Great job, buddy. And sure enough. Sure and enough. And you know, I play that off with a little, you know, maybe it was, maybe it was my attempt at satire. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but. It turned out to be prescience because <laughs> that poor fellow moments later came a crashing down. Oh, yeah, man. I hope he's okay. What? He didn't seem okay. I. And then when I was leaving, when I was leaving, I walked past them again. I walked past the remaining friends because after the guy got taken away in a stretcher, his friends just stayed there. And just continued and to party. One of them pulled a bottle of Jameson out of his out of his backpack and they just started drinking. What the fuck, man? And I walk past, and as we walk past, the guy in the tree goes, Hey, man, thanks for helping. Pretty sure he's okay, though. The uh, paramedic said he probably just has a sprained ankle. And I was like, you are fucked, God. <laughs> you are. A bad friend. The, you are an literally, like, hands down, you're the dumbest person I've seen in a tree. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and most people that I see in trees are dumb. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I like to get in a tree. I like to go monkey around, and I like to swing around. But you know, you don't go too high. Don't go too high. Don't go anyone. If you see someone, don't be too high above like fifteen, twenty feet. Yeah, they're dumb. So to say that this is the dumbest person I ever saw in a tree is really saying something. And I stand by a hundred percent. I hope he's a listener. (laughs) No kidding. And please subscribe to our Patreon. He's not a listener. I don't even think he knows what a podcast is. Man, he did not leave the tree. His friend came tumbling 50 feet out of a tree, an impact wound to the ground that was bleeding. And the guy just sat up there going, he's probably okay. I was like, dude, you should take him to the hospital. And he goes, yeah, but what what are we going to do? It was a horrible chain of events. I'm glad to immerse myself back into a fantasy world where only fun, lighthearted things happen. Yeah. Like in this chapter, chapter 29, in chapter 29, where like a whole town is slaughtered by the children of light. And then we hear rumors of a whole town being slaughtered and children being hanged it, or like that actually yeah, happened. But it's not a real boy falling out of a tree in front of me. No, no, no. It's all fake and for fun. You know, saying, boy, 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 are you OK, boy? And he goes, ah, <laughs> and I go, are you a pirate? And he goes, no, please call an ambulance. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, man. That's a long fucking story. We are getting into chapter 29 today. Sean Chan. Chapter 29. We all knew Sean Chan. Chan. You know, how many jokes can we make of that? I mean, there's one joke. Sean Chan, I was watching, I'm watching old seasons of Survivor and Sean Chan was on one of them. Yeah, he was on. Let's call him Sean, though. He's on the same season as the showrunner. (laughs) <laughs> of the I, Wheel of Time series, I think I was thinking about I was thinking about that guy the other day. I gotta go back and watch that, but I'm pretty sure he makes it pretty far. Wow, I don't know. Actually, I just realized I may be confusing him with someone else. So, <laughs> listen, man, I had a hard time with this chapter. I actually had to go into a deep dive and figure out all the characters playing because this there's two things that are happening in this chapter. There's one half of the chapter is taking place. In the perspective of Jeffrey Bornhold, who is a Children of Light, I don't know, like captain, commander, not the highest in charge. He sounds like a guy. He sounds like a guy that's going to die. Yeah, that sounds. Jeffrey Bornhold. That. And then cut his head off. 
Yeah, not, that sounds par for the course, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to die. And then the second half of the book is with our good old friend, Bail Doman. And it is yeah. all structured around this Sean Chan group of people who are being introduced in this chapter as a new threat to our heroes. Not particularly yet, because they're kind of on the west coast of everything. Not really where any of our heroes are at the moment, but if they develop a foothold in this land, it could be it could mean real big trouble for possibly even the Yemen's field folk. So oh, yeah. this is a big enemy to deal with, and they're all being introduced but right I, now. But but here's okay, but full disclosure, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what a Sean Chan is. I don't know if I want to know what a Sean Chan is. It's just a group of people. It's just a group of people, and these these people are Can we question. What keeps us from being a Sean Chan? We're not from right now. We're not from the ocean. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> Speak you, for yourself. Yeah, have I ever told you what my father's name is? Sean Chan. Poseidon. <laughs> oh. Yeah, my mother's name is Namor, the Submariner. So, so you, that makes you like a guppy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fish. Yeah, I'm guppy boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fish. <laughs> Some sort of seahorse. I'm a Steve horse. Nice. I like that. That's a good one. I'm going to Photoshop your face on a seahorse and just. You should do it on one of those pictures of a male seahorse because when they're giving birth, because male seahorses give birth, everyone. And they just like, they just go kind of like, and they shoot out like a hundred tiny little baby seahorses all at once. I think I got a face for that. I got a picture of your face perfect for it. There's a lot of pictures I have. So I'd like that, please. Or something like that. Put that on. Uh, put that on a T-shirt for my birthday. Please. Absolutely. Actually, I'll make it available on our store. Be, uh, and then yeah, every and then buy it for me. And then everybody. So that way, it. I get paid, and then I get a gift too. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving, like literally. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeffrey Bowenhall, we haven't seen him since Chapter Five. In Chapter Five, he was sent here on orders to kind of investigate the invaders that are. Ha- wait, 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 wait. This guy was in Chapter Five. He was in Chapter Five. Yeah, you, you didn't remember this, did you? <laughs> I don't think I read Chapter 5. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you didn't... We'll have I've to got, go back and look at the tapes. Yeah, you, if you didn't, I mean, you played a very good job at pretending like you did in that episode. I'll give you that. No, I mean, if I did an episode on it, I read it. I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> Jeff from Bolenhold and the Children of Light were sent out to Tom and Ted to investigate potential invaders that are happening on that land. They don't know who, they don't know why it's happening, and the people that they're going with have to keep it all a secret. Apparently, this is all hush-hush. Now, at this point, we're catching up with him and seeing what's going down, and they have come to a village where they have questioned the entire town. Almost, (laughs) questioning is kind of like a loose term for them because they instead just like like raided the town. Accusing. And killed practically everybody. The questioners, not the children of light per se, but the questioners, which are, I think they're like a different sect of the children of light. Like more. What does any intense? of this even mean? We got this is Dune all over again. I know that's just it's getting to a point where we have factions inside of factions inside of factions. Exactly. Little groups, little hangout cliques. It's getting. I don't intense. know what the fuck a Sean Chan is. It is okay? getting intense. And then the, I don't. The Sean Chan have like. Five different names that they go by. They're like the ones that are coming back or 
they're, they're even rumored to be Archer Hawkwing's like missing army that went out into the water during the uh, during the breaking of the world or that giant war that was going on. Yeah, went out. They're also known the as ocean. the ones who cook with the spiciest of peppers. Exactly. They can make a mean quesadilla. Sean Chan? Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. The Sean Chan. They're known for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of their extra names. <laughs> they just call them the mean quesadilla. When the mean quesadillas come back, that's when the red... That's when the dragon will show its head. Okay. I got the Sean Chan glossary entry. We're doing a good good old-fashioned glossary entry. Sean Chan. Descendants of the armies. Arthur Hawkwing sent across the Arith Ocean, who have returned to reclaim the lands of their forefathers, the land from which the Shan Chen come. That is it. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. <laughs> See also Haling, Corrine, and Rhaegal. I think those are Daenerys' dragons from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, they definitely are. Those are showing up, I guess. Is this just like another side of the world that we didn't see from the show? And that well, the book the hasn't those words, those words, Haleen, Koran, and Rhaegal. Rhaegal is only a few entries up in the glossary. And Rhaegal means in the old tongue, those who come home or homecomers. So exactly what you were just talking about. Yeah. So there is kind of a chance that these could be Arthur Hawkwing. This could be Arthur Hawkwing's army. But maybe they've been corrupted, tainted in some sort of way while they're out to sea. Maybe they got the scurvy. Corina in the old tongue return. Or the return. And look at and this one. Old El Paso. <laughs> the spiciest bean in the West. Amazing. Uh <laughs> so with Jeffrey Bolnhold uh, kind of questioning these people, well, him not questioning themselves, but getting the information, he is starting to understand that there are invaders out on Toman's head. However, he gets a message from uh, Keridin, who is this guy that we haven't met yet, but he's been mentioned in chapter five as well. He, he kind of leads the questioners and he just sent a message to Bornhold saying, pull back. You're moving too fast. Like, don't don't go chill out the to, fuck out yeah chill chill out jeffram and jeffram is essentially like fuck that there are invaders on the land and we got to do what we got to do best we're children of light we're soldiers man let us commit yeah he's like the falcon captain america falcon and there's like fucking 90 different characters named in this half of the chapter like there's muad and then there's uh yeah i like that one br i mean we've we've met br already but um br there's just so many different characters going on. And then the cut chapter then splits into uh, the second half where we're following Bail Doman. And almost most of this chapter takes place on the water where Bail Doman, he's being pursued by a ship. He doesn't know what it is until they start like bursting water around or like they start shooting like pillars of fire out of the water. And he's like, hold up, let him let him board. Maybe they got Fire Nation. <laughs> Maybe they got a, like a question or something like that. They got they got to ask us. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. These guys are shooting fireballs at us. Maybe we uh, should we should stop. We should stop. We should stop and see if if they want to talk. Maybe they can help us. Maybe they're just lost. Yeah, I mean they're just gonna keep following <laughs> us and shooting fireballs at us anyways. And I mean nobody wants that. Yeah, I don't want that. So 
they slow down. They let the uh, they let the ship board them, and sure enough, this is the Sean Chan. This is, this is led by a girl named whatever that means, Captain uh, Egan. Sean, e- Captain Chan, I guess. Egan, Egan, Egan. Ah, fuck. Whatever. Wow. <clears throat> this is great. This is, this fuck is yeah, it's great. Egan. Egan. I work hard. All right. Egan. She comes on the boat. Egan. She has like a. They talk really weird. Their helmets make them look like bugs. Like all the soldiers look like bugs in some sort of way. Well, I thought they were bugs. For a second, I thought too, but it's just their armor that makes them look like bugs. I watched a bug's life a few nights ago. I think I, that has something to do with it. <laughs> I just imagine like a big fly head used as a armor and they just have like oh, the big yeah. eyes. Like Baxter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If anyone knows him, he's off, he's he's that guy with the fly head. He's like wearing like a suit. Whenever they're running, they go. Bzz, 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 bzz. That's the yeah, bzz, that's how you know bzz. the Sean Chan are coming. He's like, do you hear that buzzing? I think we're in deep trouble here. So Egan in, she tells Domon like we're taking this over. First, she asks like, do you have any women on the boat? And it turns out that she. And the rest of Sean Chan, like, capture women who are going to be Aes Sedai or they have that one power. And they turn them into the leashed oh, no. ones. So she has somebody leashed onto her arm through a bracelet and a chain and a collar with her that is just this <sighs> chained Aes Sedai lady. Stuff. And it's gross. So It's real gross. It's kind of like a Jabba the Hutt, Princess Leia, slave bikini situation. Kind Except of, yeah. way more long term than the like day or two that she spent there, and way more mobile. It's not like uh, it's not like you're there for for life because like you know, Jabba the Hutt doesn't move. Egan in though, yeah, and I think Princess Leia was even only there for one, that one day. I think that, that when they were all sleeping together, I think that was his nap time. I think that was like siesta hour <laughs> because it wasn't a night. <laughs> no, 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 it, it was just no. So this is different. <laughs> this is definitely this is different from that. A little this is definitely different. different. Egan tells Domon we're taking over and you're you're gonna be uh going down to Falm to west to where the rest of our Sean Chan boys are hanging. And uh you don't need to know anything the more rest than of that. The, yeah, the rest of the Shans. <laughs> the rest of the rest of the Shans. She says she's like, You don't need to more know more than that. You just come with us. She leaves like a guard with him. They uh sail. Uh to Falm, where there's a whole bunch of Sean Chan there, tons of boats where uh, Bale is like, I think I've seen this many boats in like the ports of Ilion or even Tyr. Like, this is fucking crazy. And when they come into the town, it looks like they have, like, the Sean Chan not only like show up and just kick ass, they also force, force communities to take on these old oaths, which is just really at the end of the at the end of the day is all just like you wait, you obey and you wait and uh, something else. Await, obey, uh, to obey, to wait and to serve. Those are the, that is the oath that these communities have to take. And essentially they just have to watch the water and wait for the Sean Chan to come back, which is very reminiscent to the whole Arthur Hawkwing sort of situation it's almost like it seems like this is like a cruise a a cursed crew you know what i mean like they went out to water they probably came back or something like that and didn't weren't to know black pearl 
weren't noticed, weren't saved. But just skeleton people is what you're trying to say, right? Under the moon or something? Yeah, I think they'll turn into some some little skeletors going on in here, right? How cool. do you feel about the fish people that got running around in Pirates of the Caribbean? What's that? What's up with that? You know? I thought it was got cool. a head of a shark. Yeah, why not? I mean, what is this? You know? I don't what know. is this? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? What's going on? Actually, here? though, <laughs> street sharks? I don't, like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> That's when that franchise went to shit for me. So you. Number two. So <laughs> you had one good I'm movie. I'm just kidding. I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, they're a lot of fun. I like to, what I do is I go and I buy a coconut from like a grocery store, and then I'll uh, I'll try and crack into it. I can usually never successfully get them into it, but I like to drill a hole into it, I put a little straw in, put a little uh, beach umbrella, and I watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Incredible. Is that it for this? Can we end this? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I've yelled at you so much in this episode. We're gonna keep going. It's okay. I need it. I needed to build my self esteem back up from when you brought it down. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> so in farm we get a little bit more information how they treat the society like i said to uh await to obey and serve and dom uh bail domon also noticed that they have like creatures with them like he didn't get he doesn't get a good look it's at like him, a bunch of golems. But they see creatures it's like go- like a bunch yeah, of golems on I, leash Leashes. Some sort of, I was thinking more like a, like a walking crocodile, you know, kind of like um, King K. Rule. Oh, that would be fucking you know? awesome. <laughs> you know, he had a walking crocodile for a pet that wore a little crown, and he was a scientist too. He's like a mad scientist. He made all these gadgets, tried to kill, tried to kill apes all the time. That's like that wouldn't be that cool, but it'd make for it'd make for like exciting adventures. I guess I don't know. Yeah, a pretty engaging novel. <laughs> That's my bet, at least. Bail Doman, unfortunately for him, Aganin does take over the ship and searches it and finds the Quendiar. I think it's. I think when we talked about it the last time we saw Bail Doman, I think it. I said it was a a seal, a potential seal for a Forsaken. But I went and did some digging, and even though Quendiar <laughs> are seals, there are seven seals that are also Quendiar. That Quendiar doesn't necessarily have to be a seal. So there are to- so many fucking seal or Quendiar elements. Quendiar. And she takes this thing. She brings Bail Domon. They go to this house in this uh, just outside of Falm. And they meet this weird, creepy guy that reminds me of the elite vampires in Twilight for whatever reason. That's the cool, the cool head. guy, the cool vampires, you mean? Yeah, the really cool vampires with the, yeah. you know, the, the blouses. Those guys. Yeah, they sweet. all dress like the crow. <laughs> they dress like a more like fancy crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. More like a, a an, an aristocratic crow. Mm. Which is a reboot that I am here for. No kidding. <laughs> aristocratic. Aristocratic. <laughs> so know. we need to end this. One of the people. One of the people. <laughs> his name is Lord Turak. Turok. He, there's this uh, dinosaur yeah. hunter. Yeah, he, that, that's what I was thinking too. I couldn't stop thinking it. There's no joke that. And unfortunately, yeah, I, I may or may not have blacked out through the back half of this chapter and just started imagining dinosaurs and dinosaur hunting. But I don't know. I'm not going to let you. Like, you know what? You decide. Choose your own adventure. 
This chapter was a hard one for sure. Anyways, Turok takes the coin DR, he adds it to his collection of coin DR, and he tell and the chapter ends with him questioning Bale with what with how he came into possession of this piece. And the chapter, the last sentence is like, well, he's gonna have to lie himself out of this one. Bah, so bah. we don't know how he got it. How many Quendiars give up that information? Does he have Quendiars? Quendiar? What's the plural? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. But as for how much he has, it thinks he has like at least at least a couple drawers full. You know, enough to put on the how display. big are the drawers? <laughs> what are we talking about here? I mean, use your imagination. Wow. I will use my imagination. I will use my imagination. And everyone will just ask for this. He just asked for it. So I think that he's keeping I think that he's got five Quendiars in his butt. Can you ask for that? So thank you for listening, everyone. That has been chapter twenty nine. Please follow us on Instagram at chapter by chapter podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with chapter thirty. Deos. At this point in the show, I want to show our support for our Big Cheese Daddy for taking part in our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon executive producer tier. If you would like to become a Gouda Grandmaster, head on over to the Patreon. You can find it in our uh, episode notes in the description and join the ranks of the elite.